This podcast is brought to you by 411 Fightwear, an e-commerce platform that's redefining the local fightwear industry. You can check them out at 411fightwear.com and also on Instagram at 411fightwear. That's 411fightwear. with Leverage Radio. Today we are joined by Avantika Kocher. She's a dancer, a yogini, a writer, a somatic and a physiotherapist. The artistic director and founder of Studio Avant's Guard and the founder and I guess founder of Something Somatic. Avantika, thank you so much for doing this. How are you? I'm very Smooth well. Moment. It's a pleasure. Ah, no, fuck that. Uh, how, do we, how do we pronounce <laughs> that exactly? How do we yeah, pronounce how do you that, Avantika? Avant's Guard. Avant-garde? Studio Avant-garde. Avant-garde, yeah. Yeah. I guess my French sucks. Did you mention a writer? Because that's what I'm doing at the moment in life. Boom! I did, I mentioned mentioned writer. I'm writing a book. Oh, really? What is this book about? It's about, it's an auto-ethnographic research. It's about solitude. Okay. And is it like... Are we live right now? Yeah, we're on. Yes, we're recording. Oh, tell, tell us more about the book. How have you done your research for it? Um, it's actually based around... What is it an account of? Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually based around the idea that, you know, most of the, most of the times we are asking ourselves this question of who we are, but then we somehow leave out the aspect of what we are as, you know. So there is a massive difference there. And during this time of... Uh, pandemic I have given a lot of thought towards like all this work that I did but I have been giving a lot of thought towards what am I like am I a good human being am I a kinder person to myself to my peers around am I a loving person you know these are the questions that I've been like really getting down towards and in this process I realized that all this movement that I did last few years was quite an isolation in a way you can call it isolation. But now coming in towards solitude, I show more of what I am. So solitude and isolation are two different ways of looking towards who we are and what we are as a species, you know, and the understanding comes from the sensing aspect, you know, when, when we talk about something somatic or, you know, the kind of work that I did for my company in Studio Vanska, uh, it's a lot to do with finding that inside out rather than like perceiving outside in. Being, uh, being an artist, being a performing artist, I always was, you know, given the look. There was always someone critiquing on my body when I was especially doing ballet. There was always like, you know, people reviewing about how are you performing on stage. Um, and that is, that is there. But then there is another journey which comes through finding that insight, which I think my, my solitude gave me. And a massive part of it came about when I was traveling. And I've been traveling for a while. But when I really mindfully thought about how am I spending my time? Because firstly, I'm never going to be like, 23 forever you know I have to age Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> with time. So that's what happened. As I started aging, I started paying more attention towards um, what is my intention with, with my free time? How am I um, using, utilizing and really opening myself to different dimensions of not just being rooted towards, oh, I am a yogi, I am a yoga teacher, or I am just a dancer. So, you know, the, the kind of questions that I started asking in that process, I thought, yes, let's write about it. And there's a lot to write about because life has been quite an adventure and continues so, to be. Um, yeah. Just to follow up to that. So in my introduction, which I mangled, uh, yes. you, you do a lot of different work uh, in a lot of different fields. How do you find time to keep up with all of it, you know, because all of it is pretty demanding. Uh, that's a good question. Um, what, 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 what really brings me is a drive, you know, you need to have a sense of movement, uh, a sense of flow in your life. And that is the enjoyment, you know, when you're like really enjoying something, you're present in it. But at the same time, you know your intentions. When you know your intentions, work is play. So I think I keep that inner child alive, whether it's through creating what I am creating on stage as a dancer or I'm creating by planning a yoga class or am I creating by taking up a hobby? Like, you know, I, I sing in my class. When I end mm. my class, I use an instrument and that's a hobby. But then, you know, just involving that sort of activity in towards uh, you know, a way of an ex exchange by what is your bread and butter really brings out the drive, really brings out the motivation in keeping work play and you, giving yourself yeah. yeah, That makes sense. Uh, you mentioned uh, you were having all these moralistic uh, questions that came in because of your solitude right now. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, um, I've had, I mean, we've all had these questions, um, whether you're a good person or kind of person are you? Uh, but again, I feel that how does one actually judge that? Um, based on our own personal uh, moralistic standards, uh, how would you say that you managed to ground yourself at this point of time and um, really come, come up with an answer? Okay. And if you had to draw a um, comparison to uh, the answer you found, uh, what would that be? So I feel solitude is an art form in itself because it is time to unwind and it is time to breathe. Let's call it breathing because when we are unwinding, we are really like just relaxing, right? So solitude is an art. Let's first keep that as the foundation of how we are extending, you know, we are expanding. So if you look in towards finding your own solitude, there is no judgment because that's a play for you. You know, when we are judging things, we are trying to be in a society, in a, on a stage, in a setup, which is through an external observer. Whereas solitude gives us an internal observer, which is something like meditation, which is something like when you do your sport, you know, you have to be in present. In and out, in you mentioned it, yeah. Yeah. You said that, yeah. So, so there is no judgment here. There is no external eye. There is no looking. There is seeing. 
you know you you say for example we are we are indians and we were taught to do namaste all all throughout which is the union which is very much to do with that my soul opens up to you so the same way solitude is an art form and you are opening up to your own soul whenever you are practicing whatever helps you it's a language that you create for yourself whether body mind or spirit um it is it cannot be done when you're stressed solitude is impossible when you're stressed solitude comes with being compassionate with yourself solitude comes with um giving fine. yourself better the doubt definitely and also keeping space in mind you know keeping mm-hmm. awareness consciousness space in mind that it's okay you know it's just a breath it's just mm-hmm. an incident let it go you know that that's important so, because people are struggling with that during this uh covid time where they're legit forced with their thoughts at the moment so in my opinion as really decoding the body as you know everyone whoever is listening to this is i'm sure aware of you know what they want to do with their body could be do you know that's what they're doing their jujitsu or muay thai or these martial arts whatever um, right yeah it's an art form and it's a way of expression you know you are expressing yourself and it goes down to deeply understanding why are we doing this why okay we are in this sport but it is not that we are in this warriorship we are actually trying to embody our own warrior you know it's mm. like yoga when we practice yoga it's a time to relax and we are trying to create some integration or you know get our thoughts like structured so the same way when we are trying to find this sort of and i think jujitsu is a brilliant solitude manner as well it's just that you have stimulus you have that um it's it's funny ashwin had mentioned this with uh, when i asked him it's like an awakening you know it's 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 a sport where which needs a perfectly executed movement so it's very subjective it's it's what is perfect perfect versus wholesome you know and as if we are being as going back to the question of you being observed from the outside it's always going to be um a not very awakened way of looking at the movement but if we can sense it it's solitude so even if we have stimulus coming to us we are in still stoli- solitude because we are just getting coked you know it's a, it's how we respond to it mm-hmm. now i have one more thing to say here in terms of solitude you know when we are really deeply in solitude we are responding to our stimulus we are not um, reacting towards it mm-hmm. you know there's a difference um... between reacting and responding and that makes it wholesome it does not leave room for perfect it will be whole it will be embodied and it will be very much integrated it's like a pause you're integrating it you're taking a breath and then going back in you know to fight your thing and then you're taking a breath and that is losing time if you are just living in this consciousness and finding this sort of expansion and you know just having a play with it you're losing time and that is solitude because you are so fully immersed in what you're doing Hmm. that's a, it's a good point in fact only in, in, in like a few years ago have i actually started looking at and prioritizing the martial art over the fact that i get learn how to beat people up um, yeah. it's yeah. the intention behind the immersion almost that uh, is the 
you know, like is what you get out of it. If your intention behind it is wrong, um, I suppose what you're trying to get out of it will just take longer or won't come to you. It'll just be injuries. <laughs> <laughs> and more pressure. We've had that as well. Uh, right, Mohit? Well, I guess that's a part of um, life. You pick up many injuries, Uh I used to. I think in the last few years, I think since I understood solitude, it's been rare, but fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> see? It's, it's, see, what happens is when we have resistance, again, it goes back to training body or training mind or training conditioning soul. When we have resistance towards any situation which is presented, we will, and if you are trying to like, you know, like really fight it out, we will always chemically react in a certain way. Whereas if we have no resistance, we are open to just play with it. We will be responding. Hmm. It goes back to the same analogy, you know. I feel in, in this life, we need to understand discipline in terms of the outcome being as to a flow. You know, we are, when we are really in towards our discipline and in towards our art, we will never have an ego. We will only be expanding our consciousness. Ego will be inside the circle. You know, imagine that you have this circle and ego is a point inside. So when you sense the space around that point, it's just consciousness. And you can, there's, there's so much space to just keep expanding that to find more dimensions to play. Mm-hmm. That play is body, mind or soul. So it's very interesting, you know, we lose that process. So then we get injured. If we keep playing with that process, we are always navigating, you know, we are finding trails rather than following a path. I know I talk a lot. In no, no, that's, that's uh, interesting. Okay. Because I mean, like, jump, as adults, but, uh, we kind of lose that creativity. Like Ashun and I were talking about this a few months back, I believe, is that... Um, and maybe I'm letting out a secret. Ashwin wants to learn how to play the piano or the guitar or something like that. Yeah. And just, uh, so, you know, and that's something I used to do a little bit back in high school and just lost touch with it completely. And now I'm like, man, I just kind of want to fiddle around with it, learn it, play it just for the pure enjoyment of it. Not necessarily like to, uh, you know, get in a band. Or something like that. But just the fact that, you know, it's just something to do and uh, explore yourself in sort of a different realm that you'll be a beginner again. You don't know how it works. You won't be very good at it. But, you know, like everything else, you'll figure it out and uh, hopefully develop a love for something new entirely. So I think a lot of people are apprehensive to getting out of that comfort zone thing to really do that. I have something to add on to this. You use two very interesting words which I would like to highlight, which goes back to solitude again. Um, you know, you use the word process, like, you know, learning, a get, learning an instrument is being in a process and you will be frustrated. You will be uh, feeling that this is not something that I want to do anymore. Mm. Uh, all sorts of emotions, you know, there'll be rage, anger. Um, and it's a way of challenge, you know, you'll, you'll find a way to either you will resist it or you will fight it. Hmm. So it goes back to the discovery, you know, when you're in solitude and you're really trying to understand the instrument, you're understanding yourself. And Hmm. how are you, uh, you know, creating this dialogue 
with the instrument so mm-hmm. it becomes a discovery mm-hmm. and your passion and love together keeps you in the process for it it goes back to another way of looking towards your sport like you know muatai or not muatai muatai is or yeah you know you have a stimulus muatai or jiu jitsu you are interconnected because you have um, kind of like a partnership you know mm. which is a way of looking at love if you have an ego that you want to fight this guy and injure him to his bones mm. it's it's going to be it's not it might not even work out for yourself you know it's it it might turn out the other way around for yourself because uh, you are confused within yourself that how do i fight this guy you know you mm. have this resistance <laughs> so um you know it's a living matrix so if mm. we are calm and in solitude and in self love we will be pouring out more of play towards the opponent or towards the partnership that we have mm-hmm. it's the same thing that we see in relationships you know people who don't have self self discovery solitude kind of way of you being in shitty relationships the part- yeah the partnerships don't work out very mm. well yeah they are looking for attachments and not connection so it's a play you know everything in life should be enjoyment and play and that's what becomes solitude then it's a life of art and solitude so um avantika how did you start with yoga like when did you start how did you get into it and, and you... yoga is just like one of your i would say um all the times um, you have open in your head Yoga is a spiritual practice for me at the moment. I I empty myself and I question myself in my practice, but it took me a while to like understand where I stand right now with my practice. When you say a, empty your empty yourself, uh, what does that mean? Uh, can you just like really let go, surrender, surrender, just like you know flow and then surrender. That's what that's why we have something like the courts pose. We in in the Vedantic way of looking into it. we reach samadhi you know which is like you cannot you are just in this sansara and in this sort of you know you're just dancing around in in a leela but at the end of it this is it this is nirvana this very breath this very being is nirvana um so when you say samadhi is, that means sorry sorry to interrupt samadhi is sorry. highest level of concentration and uh, exactly thank yeah. you it is yeah. the highest state of bliss you can call mm-hmm. it bliss so that's the real yoga to like really achieve joyfulness like you know just being in this sort of state of just flowing it's like you're hovering and you're always hovering but you know it is like transcending so that kind of way of being came in quite late from when i actually started practicing for me getting into yoga was more of an academic journey i was living in england that time i was uh, doing my masters in dance cultures and i wanted my thesis to be something very personal like you know it it had to do with something with my body because living in all these different cultures it my body was like confused you know it's it was seeking for lots of um ways of being and ways of knowing um so i i it's a very common of course that's Sorry? very normal that's very normal and you see that with uh, all international students i'd imagine precisely like you know as students we are always like uncertain with where to go next and what mm-hmm. to do next 
so i took that opportunity after finishing up my thesis i came back to india i went to study in the south of india for um for five months with um, joyce which is the which is where yoga. where is this it's in mysore okay it's it's patabi joyce's school which is oh, who's the amazing the amazing i that was literally going to be one of my next questions but finish your thought then i i'll, I'll tell you mine i also did hatha yoga and then i started teaching and it was you know my students were my teachers <laughs> so i was still a student while i was teaching and i was practicing um in that process i was teaching around the world and last year i completed my yin teacher training with um with bernie clark um he he's written four five books about yoga mm. he he comes from the science background so it's a different way of perceiving yoga as well mm. um but yeah it's 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 been a journey and it's always going to be a journey because yoga is real yoga is not just a posture practice we use the posture to get into the body and yeah it's a spiritual practice for me and it's fun so i continue with it so i recently started doing the primary series with shri k patapi joyce uh, online so there's Beautiful. a video there's a video uh, there's an hour and 20 minute uh, video of the volume 1 of the primary series yes. and, and it, his hair started going back immediately <laughs> <laughs> and if you have not seen that video and if you have not attempted that um class uh, or that sequence um it is phenomenal a and i've only done it so basically the plan is now to do it once a week apart from everything else make sure once a week monday morning start the week off with that and about 45 minutes in when they start doing all the seated stuff with the knee bending i am just like yo i'm going to die now so what are your thoughts on other people trying this and like the philosophy is that if you can't do one pose you don't move on to the next one am i right oh shit that's, really that's exactly what it's saying is <laughs> that you do not move you work it's, on it's, it's 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 a process yeah it really is a process and i finished my primary with um, shara joyce and you know is the grandson I, yeah he's a grandson and i came from a western mind like you know all my education was singapore and in england and in the states so for me to just understand tradition for as a personal journey for me to just understand my tradition again of that you know intimacy between the teacher and the student because it's a very intimate thing i'm sure you guys are teachers you know you're mentors and you're 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 educating people coming to you at the martial arts academy and you can observe and see what that person needs in that body you know so that's what i learned by going through a process with joyce's school mm-hmm. you know which i don't think is possible till you live yoga mm. there's a difference now i'm going back to your question of the series when we mm. talk about sequence work there why do we not practice um, this particular style dynamic style of yoga without a teacher because you'll have injuries the teacher knows when it's time for you to move forward it's the same thing as your inner self knows when it's time to take the action if you're not sensing it you will never be able to 
say it out loud or if you're not feeling it, it'll never come in towards the action. Mm-hmm. Um, so the embodiment, you know, to really hold and, you know, find the juiciness of being rather than doing. It's a happening. Everything in life comes back towards being a happening. So what happens in this particular series work is that you're sweating mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> a lot because yeah. it just it's like one posture after the next. But there's no breaks, the- there's no rest poses. No- I'm getting on this next week and I'm going to beat your ass type moments. <laughs> Again, so I used to think like this and what my wife Prachi said that, look, yoga is not a competition. It is a competition now. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashwin, he actually tells you to sit with one leg straight and then bend the knee to 85 degrees. Yeah. So what's so confusing about that? Right. See how they do it. I'm going to destroy you with this watch. Yeah, I, like Marisha Asana, you know, that twisted, all the spinal twist, it has four variations and yeah. the way you have to do, it takes a while and it's a lot to do with your breath. It's yeah. not to do with the ego. It's, it's how are you breathing to go and catch. It's a catch that you need to yeah, find. Yeah, that, yeah. that brings me to my next question. You mentioned you found Samadhi, uh, or I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Is that correct? Samadhi? Am I saying that? Bliss. Let's call it bliss. Yes. So you, mentioned, you mentioned you you found that a couple of years into this, right? Uh, I found my Mr. Bliss uh, when I was dancing. <laughs> so that I, I would imagine has also a lot to do with breath work, right? Um, I didn't get the question. So you're saying the, the state of in some being in samadhi mm-hmm. is uh, a lot to do with consciousness. Breath work. See, everything is breath. Breath is prana. But not not for um, the average person. Um, okay. How, what is an average? Okay, you're talking an average people. person being who goes to the gym and is not in a discipline. No, somebody who is not aware of their breathing. That person will take a while to reach samadhi, but everyone uh, reaches samadhi. You know, it's their own journey. Again, it's not again subjective, so it could be literally anything. I would say what you quoted, you said perfectly executed moves is martial arts. Perfectly, I will scrap that off. It is again perfectly whole, is subjective. I would say yeah, like wholefully. If it feels, say for example, I am not feeling, I don't do a lot of yoga at the moment. I have my practice, but I'm not spending four hours in one way of being. Hmm. I'm doing a lot of uh, Muatai. I am doing a lot of stillness really? meditation. Yeah, I'm doing a lot doing of Muatai now. With whom? Yeah, I was in Th- Thailand last year and I did some training there. Damn, so, dude. Where? You? Where exactly? Uh, I was in Bangkok. And I took a few sessions in um, the south as well. Where was that? Phuket. Nice. Who, who, who have so, you been training? And I, I used to Are you training yourself? Sorry? Have you been training yourself? Uh, you got I've been training to... myself. I've been doing shadow work. And uh, it's been very useful, you know, to just channel the energy and get the focus going a bit differently because there's not a lot of yang happening. You know, we need a little balance of yang <laughs> and the energy. Yang yeah. is dynamic, it's solar. But yin is more, you know, you're like holding. So Taking your time. We, we need both. We need both. I nice. think yeah. just for better both. 
exactly so now then there comes the question uh, that you proposed that um jujitsu can also be like you say mechanical you know that's rigid but you can do mechanical as fluid if yes, you know both. how to yeah. breathe if you know how uh, to breathe proper mechanics i would imagine employ both facets of it precisely uh, yeah um so again it goes back to the question of what's the intention for you to direct your attention towards finding your dynamic in the movement am i right do i make sense right. yeah it <laughs> makes sense no it doesn't make sense i kind of lost you on that one <laughs> i mean that doesn't have to be a right or wrong it can be a new way of i know i know but uh um i just got lost on that one my bad yeah but um what so, is somatic therapy like so i read on your bio that you are a somatic therapist which is a movement based therapist i think simrat keeps uh, talking to me about this mohit you should know that okay okay simrat also i think getting into this so soma is being in the body um i'll give a little history here somatic hmm. is a term that was derived in the western part of the world in the 1950s when the world was shifting something similar to what we're experiencing at the moment hmm. um there was a need to get out of tradition i can speak more of a ballet way of like you know it was very rigid it was very mechanical and then people needed something more organic and you know more fluid and uh, a bit more oiling you can call like you know people wanted <laughs> their form to get a little more oiled um so that's when somatic and breathwork was really integrated in many uh, practices and it is a way to awaken the body to awaken the intelligence of the body we are all given the same body but how we utilize it is very subjective and it's very um it's very um you know evolutionary based there is no there is no um information which is not somatic everything that we put into words and or try and digest with our body is um senses based how we are looking like right now we can listen how mm. we are tasting or smelling so there is this this whole five way sensory apparatus which is given to every human being but how we activate it now i'll i'll use one map for example you know we are um, smelling something and it does something to our mind it takes us back towards a memory mm. and that memory brings in another level of perception which can then be translated to touch if somebody is touching while you smell there is a seventh level of perception so we have five and six is mind and then seventh is touch which is a stimulus given to us through our poking or touching mm-hmm. so that is like seven ways of sensing already and then the eighth way can be how are we responding how are we using all of this information to then transpire to like then speak it out or act it out mm-hmm. so that makes a journey a process and everything in life can be somatic okay you understand because everything is a dialogue a conversation right so let's say somebody comes to you and says avantika like me personally i've got a bad knee and that ends up affecting sometimes the ankle sometimes the hip sometimes the back So if I somebody like me comes to you and is like uh, okay Avantika what do I need to do I'm doing yoga I'm lifting I'm all of this stuff is happening um versus there could be 
somebody else who's not training the way uh Mo- Mohit you got cut off for a second versus you were saying versus let's say somebody who's not training very hard also like they sit at a desk all day and like Mohit I don't sit at a desk all day I train hard every goddamn day every Again, hour again hard is subjective every minute it? every second of every anyway uh <laughs> but carried away so so you know like differences like that how would you help somebody like that what would you do with them i would take them on a self discovery i would give them uh, not one map to look at the body which is not just a physical muscle bone fascia map hmm. it is also a lot to do with what is in your mind what kind of thoughts what's your childhood background how are you coping with whatever's in the present sphere of life um and how are you trying to be open to relearn about your patterns of the body so what happens sometimes is okay for example it's my left knee i'll i'll share a story actually i like stories Thank so you. i got started sorry case study <laughs> yeah it's a case study um last year when i was living in sicily i went to mount etna which is an active volcano and um i had a little sensation in my left knee um and then after 3 days i got injured in the same knee now that's like mother earth telling me something but because i can sense i'm open to receive signals from a body part and then sounds like an may- acl tear it was an acl tear <laughs> 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 it was it was it was just bad you know because um we got a team on the mount rushmore of all injuries nobody wants precisely It's... because then you cannot work and you cannot <laughs> walk and you cannot enjoy your summer so what ha- what i did was i was kind to my knee i asked my knee questions i know this sounds chaotic but i tried to be more empathetic towards my knee and my knee healed in a lot of ways because i was listening to my body and i was not pushing myself i was not uh, in my ego to be like oh i have to train today so i am going to train today because every time i did that i had a lot of discomfort in my knee and i came back to india i had two three weeks and i went to see a knee surgeon and he told me baby it's gone this was his word literally baby it's gone and i was like you know what I'll show you it's not gone. I'll fix this. And today I stand, I do back drops, I use my knee for everything, my adductors, my I obviously strengthen my muscles around, you know, my my yeah, quadriceps, the my hamstrings, quads, the hamstrings, right. All my muscles yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. But I did, really I knew the intention was I need to heal. I need to hmm. heal. I don't want to cure. A knee surgery would be a cure. I need to heal my knee and I hmm. am my doctor because i know my body the way i sense my body nobody else knows it so that is somatic you know to understand and reunderstand and observe in a mindful and friendly manner what is happening what is the behavior how can i challenge the patterns of myself and my body to then have a breakout of yeah and that breakout generally happens when you're playing with yourself like you know you're like this is my pattern that's why i injured myself now maybe i use a different kind of like intention maybe i mm. use my glutes or i use my shoulders i don't know you know it's that's, all that's in, inter- 
interesting that you said that you know in in a way uh, as you get a little older this is with more than i also we are also more aware of our bodies and when to push when not to push when mm-hmm. we're going to fall sick when we're going to get injured um and again only with time have we realized that you have to take give it a break sometimes sometimes yeah uh, and that's the uh, cause that mm-hmm. is the cause so, that's like so tell me uh, yeah so how long did it take you to again get full use of this knee how with, much sorry i for for how long for you to get full use of your knee again it took me so i went and i did my yin teacher training last year and it took me about 8 months to fix my knee i would call it fixing the knee healing the knee and fixing it as well because fixing is that i am doing my postures more mindfully i'm not pushing my body that i injure myself you know because if it's a tear um i can sense it it's i can't escape it anymore um so the discovery the method to discover my knee is fairly different that's where the somatic comes to play and what i did was see again it's the range of motion or mm. the flexibility or or you're trying ability to, to push or whatever ability, yeah. yeah so you know we have to know the intention if my intention is to strengthen my knee for range of motion i need to do more yin which is stillness based way of mm-hmm. looking at and it's going deeper it's going towards the connective tissues it's going towards sure. towards the fascia yeah it's going to work yeah. with the the with deeper the, bone right and with the nasal tear thing is um, there are times when you just feel a little niggle and it could probably just be instability more than anything else mm mm-hmm. but that instability can be improved by fixing mm-hmm. the alignment of your hips with the alignment of how you're placing your your neutral spine not mm, your like you know spine for everyone is different yeah and if you are you loading your spine if you're loading your spine of course you'll feel pain in your uh, knee don't knee, load yeah. your spine come to your own alignment of being mm. neutral to then move because that's your central channel that's your core of movement now you see and this is what we were not told by the surgeons the orthopedic will say okay i'm booking you for next week uh we're going in I mean, six some, months you can walk sometimes there's some <laughs> see sometimes there's like catastrophic damage again we don't want to say on this podcast that if you have a busted knee just do yoga but no. uh but she's not but, saying yoga uh, or, i'm not saying yoga i'm saying sensing <laughs> yeah don't sense and fix it yourself get some medical uh, advice but um no but would you ever get surgery no, invasive surgery for <laughs> the knee i'm putting Sorry? on spot here would you yeah, ever get asking, if you get invasive surgery? Get surgery i would never get a surgery till like i'm like i really need it i i see that's what there's a difference until it's more. not in your hands basically until i can't breathe if i'm unable to breathe <laughs> now there is a difference between sensation and pain right. my friends there is a massive difference right. sensation and goals yeah i think i think we can attest to that so i, so I can attest to that that one pain is a good <laughs> pain, pain is a good pain is an old friend old friend yeah. an old friend i embraced it hugging no, lingers lingers is an understatement it it hurts you every few hours well it's hugging me around the <laughs> neck and shoulders right now <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yes. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, carry on. Yeah, it's 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 how much resistance do we have? You know, reverence. How much compassion? You know, reverence is something that doesn't just come in a day. Like you know, you got to like work towards giving your body that respect, understanding your bodily systems, understanding the shifts that your body is experiencing every time you train, mm-hmm. and the kind of sport that you train. Tomorrow, if you do yoga, yeah, you feel relaxed, but maybe you are injuring yourself more in yoga because you don't. know your intentions of how to neutralize your spine how to have that right alignment and put it into your play when you do your jiu jitsu so know what is the territory that you are trying to um invade within your body and know your map and change your maps you know don't stick to one map because maps get outdated because territories change nice you know um uh, i remember i mean we obviously uh uh met by at the gym uh, and you did a lot of work with jan back teach, in the day yeah i used to teach uh, at teach the at, gym at, at the academy and you did a lot of work with uh, jangir and i mean i don't i don't know if this was you if this was him whatever it was a combination of both but his outlook to this has changed tremendously as well and uh, he's a changed person at the moment um and for the better the way he is he's a true yogi i would say he see he's dedicating a lot of his time to this um to just i mean turning inwards i'd say that's one way of uh, saying it um but yeah um so i'd say as a teacher you are up there so um what are you moving on to now and what are you teaching now what have you been working on very recently i'm literally been teaching everything like you know it's not just movement in terms of moving you know i'm creating in dance in dance i'm creating more work on film because i wanted to go for a phd this year but right now it it's not an option for me so academically i'm not i haven't been able to like be out there physically mm-hmm. to like do dancing related work but i'm i'm enjoying that i can go back to the inner child and the creative play that i started moving with so in the dance realm i'm doing more of film work with a very dear friend she's a she's a brilliant filmmaker um with yoga i am at a pause and i am focusing towards my yin side i have been in this sort of solitude deep journey and that's what made me write more recently um mm-hmm. which is so you've been uh, training that i've been? just been taking this time to understand reunderstand and create more um you know sustainably i don't want to be what i did in the last 4 years was very um it was amazing i was moving around the world i was teaching retreats i was teaching at academic spaces you know there was lots of movement but I never got time to integrate so I am in this process of integration because there's a lot of inward work right now because we can't be outdoors mm-hmm. I've really taken this opportunity to find my uh, drive again why I started doing the work that I I I really you know when why why did I start doing this work where where I found what I want which is my passion which is my dharma you know we all i i would like to add on something which i think everyone has that uh we are all born buddha you know we are all born with 
a body which is moving and in stillness and it's our dharma it's our life purpose to understand why are we here you know now that's the sp- spiritual side which has happened <laughs> or is happening mo mo is dharma is to be my uh, vice captain we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are starting a cricket team guys so <laughs> done with jujitsu <laughs> Hard <laughs> dharma, you know, and that's going, that's the place. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, one thing I we we uh, I mean you you had mentioned a couple of things you want to talk about during this podcast, and you had mentioned body archive and body memory. Oh, uh, I wanted to say this a few minutes ago when you mentioned something about the body because that is so powerful. So let me tell you about how how this works in jujitsu, and I'm sure you have a, an understanding of it already. uh there are a lot of times when uh when our brain just stops working okay i'm going to be honest with you uh, basically when you're tired happens, to death it, ha- it happens with more with more than most people uh it's when you're exhausted and you round 130 seconds in and your body just takes over um so when you say body archive and body memory that's what comes mm-hmm. to mind for me Uh, okay. because Stop most of the time yeah. our bodies are just doing things on autopilot yes and oh. there's methods of teaching this as well uh, but doesn't that come down teaching. to intention again like if you're not paying oh, attention no 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 no, 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 no. no. It's, it's, even if you're not paying attention it happens okay uh, yes. we are goal when i'm teaching is to teach my eyes and build these and make them reflexes mm-hmm. mm. so everything is I mean, nothing is done. Most of the movements are done uh, subconsciously, at least the basics. Hmm. Uh, okay. More complicated moves, then later get get into your consciousness. But yeah. everything else is done subconsciously without your mind having to tell you, "Yo, do this." But if your mind starts telling you that, the delay kicks in, and then you get caught. I have something so precious to share here, and this is like I think the highlight of our conversation. you know as human beings we are here to know and we know that we are here to know so that makes us a very interesting species um what body does is it keeps storing and there is science in it because fascia which is the new fashionista in the science world um <laughs> is doing the storage work now i have two analogies for you here the first one is going back to us being uh, animals who know that's working with our instinct hmm. you know we all have instincts and that is um, that is personal to each one of us that's behavior right so how we understand our instincts tells us a lot about what we are not who we are because who we are are actors playing our parts and doing our jobs but sure. some actors are, are better than others though precisely mm-hmm. <laughs> so so when when we are you know talking about body archive this is an instinct based way of working which is a lot to do with fight and fight or flight you know that's the Adrenaline, that's right, the gut feeling right. which can be translated positively into words an intuition now that's something that i shared a few minutes ago about my story at mount etna when i went and i climbed and i had a sensation in my left knee mm-hmm. that something's going to happen because mm. i am in touch with my intuition and i believe mm. in my intuition and it's taken me a little work to understand when my body speaks how do i respond to it do i keep calm 
I'm relaxed or do I like get active and, you know, run around with it. Now, um, that's one way of looking into it, which is your instinct. Now, second is that we have ways of um, conversing this instinct. Like, you know, if we want, we can um, stop working and start sensing. Like finding that embodiment. Um, for instance, I'm, I'm a little lost here. I'm, I'm trying okay, to go back okay. to... Yeah, I'm trying to go back to the instinct. And what was your question again? <laughs> you mentioned body archive and body memory. How does this yeah. uh, factor into your world? Into finding, yeah. So the value, the, the value comes from that the body is an archive and the instinct is working with it. Mm -hmm. But our, and that's the first behavior way of looking into body as archive. But the second, oh yes, the second is so interesting because it's always available to us. How it works is, um, now take it as an analogy, okay, because it can be a bit uh, abstract. Now, this is the body. You are seated, you are uh, sitting on a cushion, sitting inside a chair, wherever, or you're standing up. You are interacting with gravity at the moment. You know? mm -hmm. So you can't escape that. That's like given to your body. You have to be present in your body to be experiencing gravity. But if you look up, you see that wide sky, you know, it's blue, it's full of uh, sunshine and it's color. But that's the past. That is the flight. Okay. What you see down under you, what you feel under you, the underground is the future, the roots, the, 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 the stuff that's holding you. Now that has a lot to do with your instinct which is if you are grounded in your body i'll translate it differently for example the first root chakra which is the perineum mm. if you feel grounded there if you feel secure there and mm. the color that is uh, really represented in this ground chakra is red mm -hmm. is is um, a way of feeling secure in your body mm. now moving upwards it's the second chakra where you feel which is represented by the color um, orange. orange yeah I'm yeah. very colorblind. And that's for creativity. <laughs> yeah. That's for creativity. That's for creative play. The third one is yellow. The fourth one is green, which is your heart. That's why whenever you're in nature, you will always feel very light in your heart. You know, you'll mm. feel very open. This morning I went out, you know, I went for a little walk. So we grounding ourselves in our body. Feel. To be feeling our bodies, to be then translating, yeah. to then, you know, speaking, to then like evolving. Yeah, you so know this, how I would equate that with, uh, I mean, there's an old quote by Bruce Lee that says, don't think, feel. feel. It's like a finger pointing at the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you miss all that heavenly glory. Precisely. Nice. You know, that's so, so well said. Be like Kya water, my friend. Kya water. <laughs> yeah, that's also something Bruce yeah. Lee said. Be like water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what she said it. Yeah. Damn. Because we are water. We are bones. Our bones are... Uh, are 40% water, right? Bones are not 40% water. We are 70% water. We, we. 70%. 70, 70, 70. We don't have to say we. What am I? 
what is my percentage or what only i can tell you no scientist can tell you that hmm but generally speaking like humans <laughs> are about 70 to 75 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and it changes maybe i'm yeah, dehydrated I mean, dude plus I'm like if you if you're a dwarf versus a giant i'm fairly certain that the amount of water you squeeze out of a dwarf or a giant would be different right exactly so you can't be the body same. mass <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now what is what is changing the water? What is changing the water? Now that's my question the to you. The beer they drink. What's changing the water? <laughs> what is changing the water is obviously the vessel it's put food. in. Yeah. The vessel what it's in. What you put in it which is your diet, okay? And and your water. No, the vessel uh, you uh, put the water in. That's what No, she No, she's asking what's the difference in Inside the water, make a difference there. Inside the body, the water inside the vessel. Inside the body, where do you feel it? How do you feel the water inside your body? Oh, sorry, I I think I didn't I didn't ask the question in the right manner. How are you feeling the water water inside your body? How are you changing the chemistry of this water in your body? Right. So it goes to Think your stomach, and, and then I want to, gets fed to, to your brain, gets fed to your muscles, gets fed to your organs, uh, moves around, and even then, like whatever's useless, then is discarded of you. It happens at different rates. It happens, you know. Some people uh, can drink a lot, whatever. So it just depends on like how you hydrate and what other factors there are. So there's so much variability in individuals that, uh, on some level, you are right. Like it. it is me i like you know i'm different from how how much water you would need like if we all train together for example i need about 5 liters where these guys can kind of make do with one or two um which is actually pretty interesting ashwin we talk about this quite a bit if you think about it like i, I have something sweat at different somatic. rates too yes somatic because it's a wholesome practice somatic is converting water from in different ways it's an active and a passive way of looking into it so somatic is changing the state of water in body through yoga through breathing through mm. because it's tapping into fascia now mm. fascia is that proprioceptive organ which is from head to toe present inside your body mm-hmm. holding your internal organs wrapped around your muscles it's everywhere mm. and it is the body archive it mm-hmm. is the memory because it is in your nervous system it's mm-hmm. interactive and it has bubbles which goes back to underland and it's underland. penetrating layers like it's it's like if you look at the layer of the human body it goes from the top layer i would imagine all the way down to what is your nervous system very well said you know it's 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 so intertwined together that you cannot just break it in one go we need to go for a deep tissue or we need to go for you know some kind of like everyday yoga practice to like really be in touch with our fascia to really understand how are we thinking how are we proposing our questions to the body itself which is creating a vocabulary in itself for the body you know so there's no definite answer here just because it's a new answer it's like every day you wake up you have a new body every day you go down sleep it's it's you're dying and then you wake up and then you die it's like a, a little dance in between sun and moon that you're doing to find the truth of your body 
and that's what fascia does it's storing this memory nice so um avantika like any um anything you see that people are doing wrong whether in the yoga community or in health circles or in general life like um some advice basic advice like let's not try and uh, you know ram anything down anyone's throat but just something uh, simple advice that you know people should think about for instance like you mentioned the body today and being in touch and you know with your instinctive self uh something like that you want to share with us and our listeners personally for me i think it is very necessary at the minute especially this year for people to be mindful in every aspect of being meaning in interactions in the way they share information in the way uh we are translating that information for ourselves which comes from that same um map of you know finding it within to then translate it outside so how are we evolving as a you know as a as a species right now so and that evolution can only happen for a greater new if we are mindful with ourselves and our communities wherever we are um on a global level you know obviously it's a messy world we have different political societies and systems that you know as human beings we will always create dialogues around but if we just keep our messiness towards our messiness and not translate it towards like uh pointing our fingers for instance you know this is a question i was asked quite a lot uh, where are you from because i was always the foreigner um wherever everywhere <laughs> so you know i used to i i it took me a while to understand how to answer this question um because you know it's 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 social somatics for me it's like how am i interacting in the most mindful and friendly way without being too um you know rigid about myself or where i come from or you know because at the end of the day i'm a human being how does it matter let's connect on a human level or even But being too flexible people... right like uh, <laughs> a you can be too rigid or being too flexible like you let people walk all over you i think it's more to do with how people just need to be open minded and mm-hmm. find a way to perceive mind- mindfully any kind of body form information uh, color uh, a graphic whatever just be open because if you're open you see possibilities and at the moment at least in this time we need a world of possibilities we need a world of somatic we need to be um more healthier in our conversations you know more mindful in our conversations so i would just say just don't have like one lens play oh, with your lens that balance yeah that makes sense yeah create create like ways to see the world differently which which can be your own solitude you know going back to it can be a very artful way of um, communication it it doesn't have to be just going out for a drink or um, you know just interacting for an hour or so it can be like really sustaining a relationship or finding the depths of your own relationship with yourself or with your family so it goes to the translation 
how are we translating this new world how are we um, creating for possibilities to happen nice and um, cool i think we have reached kind of the end of our time um any uh, how can someone learn from you reach out to you get in touch with you um i would say the best way is instagram or you can just write to me on my um, there is there is an email address on my website as well um i'll this be happy Avantika, to share what is the website called it's www.avantikacoacher.com Easy but well. uh, if you're sending me something that if, if you want to take a class or if you want mm-hmm. to do a session, just write to me uh, on my Surya Vansar page or something. I'm available mostly on Instagram because, you know, it's more visual. It's, it's just more fun to just interact. So Instagram is a good way to reach out. And you are on your name, Avantika Kochur on Instagram? Yes, yeah, Avantika And Avanskart. And Studio Avanskart. Studio Avanskart. <laughs> something somatic awesome. as well. Awesome. Yes. yes. Great. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It was a really interesting conversation. Us. Super wholesome. It was a pleasure. This is so fun. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Have a good evening. Bye. You too. Bye.